Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders while entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. Uh, before we get to the Raiders, I've got to ask you something. Twice now, this is very weird, twice now before this podcast, the night before I've had a dream, some with the same dream, Larry Meir, our intrepid producer, is sitting in a cafeteria. And we walk in and he says, let's go and walks us into the studio where we're not at today, but we have been uh, recently. But he's followed by a little puppy. I know Larry Mears point in the dream. I don't know what the significance of the puppy is. Your thoughts. Well, I mean, what about the cafeteria? That's kind of weird. Too. <laughs> I might have buried the lead there. I don't know why we're in a cafeteria. Well, what do you think Larry's point is? Like you're dreading doing the podcast? Is that what you're saying? No, I think Larry's in charge, so he leads us in. He's he's the leader of the group, so he leads us in. I don't know what the dog's purpose is. I, so, I, go ahead. I'll also tell you this. Like, I do not, like, the dream interpretation thing, like, people that are like, oh, that means this, and that means this. I've never bought into any of that stuff at all. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think dreams are just dreams, and they're weird. And, um, like, what did you eat before that dream? That, that can be part of it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Ice cream. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the <laughs> puppy represents ice cream or who knows. Yeah. You, you love puppies. You love ice cream. Maybe that was it. That might've been it. I don't know. Twice now, the same weird kind of dream with Larry leading us into the studio. Um, and uh, the dog, the dog leading us in as well. I think it, bigger, I, I just didn't understand it. The bigger question is why are you dreaming about me and Larry? Yeah, I'm a little disturbed by that. That's uh, that's the that should be the bigger point here. <laughs> I've buried the lead twice now. Uh, well, here we go with a transition. Um, Josh Jacobs uh, uh, has not signed the tender. Uh, he's kind of the main. Well, we'll talk about Jimmy G in a second. Uh, he's kind of the main um, storyline of camp. We'll be out at camp next week when it opens. I think a week from yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the 27th. Yeah. 27th will be no, there. No, 20, 20, no, you, I mean, you're, you're we're going to be back quicker than you think. So uh, 25th is the, uh, the for, day everybody reports. The the rookies are in there now. They are, uh, they're rookies moving are in. There. Right. Yeah, they're moving in. They're, uh, they're figuring things out. They're getting acclimated. And then uh, the 25th, which will be Tuesday, uh, veterans will be reporting and we'll be out there. And then tr- 26th will be the first practice. That's Wednesday. And uh, we'll be out there. Uh, you know, checking it out every day, standing in the heat, trying to try to get through it. Although we we don't have pads on like those guys do. No. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of Josh Jacobs, you know, last night I had a dream, and Josh Jacobs and a puppy <laughs> were leading us into the uh, into the locker room. Well, I know that's not true because we can't go into the locker room until after the season starts. So your dream is way, your dream is way ahead of uh, the the curve there. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't think any of us think he shows up. To start camp? No, I don't. I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll definitely not be there. And and I, I want to make a couple of things clear. First of all, because I've seen some things, you know, things being discussed online, things being talked about, and a lot of it has made me very annoyed. But um, 
to people that are saying that Josh Jacobs is holding out, that is not true. That's just not a factual thing. It's not an actual thing. Well, how can uh, you hold out if you don't have a contract? Right. He's currently not on the team. Right. So he's not holding out of anything. People, you know, I saw people saying, if I didn't show up for work at my job, and I said, well, he doesn't have a job. He's currently unemployed. He does not right. have a job. He's not on a team. He's not a part of an organization. He has not signed his uh, his franchise tag yet. So he is not part of the team. So he doesn't really have an option. He can't go. I mean, the option would be he shows up and signs it. Sure. But but he he until he signs that, he's not holding out of anything. He's not part of a team. And in fact, the CBA kind of got rid of holding out. It's not really a thing anymore. You can't really do it. So, you know, this is this is a uh, you know, this is just a I don't I don't even know how you best would describe it, but he's not under contract, so he will not be there until he is under contract, which would be the, the franchise tag. So uh, he's not holding out. That's not a thing. He's not staying away from work. That's not what's happening here. He doesn't have a job. So um, if you are kind of going through the process of, you know, which I think is silly of assigning blame or whatever you're going to do, um, at least just be, you know, be understanding Accurate. of where we're at. He doesn't have a job. Yeah. Be accurate about it. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's not under contract. So he's he's not part of the team, like you said. Um, I think I think this could last a long time. We know Saquon Barkley said he's in the same boat from the Giants said the other day. Um, he might have to sit out the year. Um, I don't I don't know Josh Jacobs um, well enough to suggest that that's what he might do. But I do think this is going to be a elongated uh, thing that uh, is not going to end soon, just based on what you and I and others have either read from inter, you know, from his social media or you know things out of his camp. Um, I don't think this is something where you and I are on uh, on site for training camp next Wednesday or Tuesday, and we see him on Friday. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I mean, I, my you know just complete speculative timeline is there's no it's not based on you know talking to him or anything you know I've, I've seen him around a little bit but um this is not certainly coming from him but um i would guess after the last preseason game and you know the way that it, the schedule works now now is different than it was you know in the past uh the last couple of years that last preseason preseason game comes a couple of weeks before uh, the season opener it used to be like nine days before the season opener nine or ten and now you got a couple of full weeks between the last preseason game and the season opener. So I, I would expect maybe after the last preseason game is about when he comes in. Um, and not that there'll be quote unquote collusion, but I, I would imagine him and Saquon Barkley might end up being around the same time that they come in. And, you know, Saquon has teased missing the season. I don't think either one of them actually will. Um, I, I don't think either one of them will, will miss regular season games because then you do start losing the potential to make checks because you're not on the roster. You're not getting paid. So, um, you know, I think that that will be a driving time. Um, but Saquon has said he could miss the season, and I don't I don't think it's out of the question that Josh Jacobs misses a game or two or even an extended period of time. I'd imagine he'd be back before week 10, which is when, you know, you'd have to come back to make the season count uh, toward, you know, moving forward to getting into free agency. So um, I, I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to miss games. Um, I certainly don't think he's going to miss the entire season, but. It is a, you know, it is a contentious situation. It is. And I know that there's a lot of negotiations. They're very close toward the end. They thought they could get something done, maybe. Um, so it's not it's like the bridge has been burned. But, you know, I think there is some, you know, a little bit of tension on his part of 
you know, why didn't he get rewarded? And for people that another thing that was that annoyed me about what people said online, there is a contingency of fans that are saying, hey, just shut up and go to work and get your job done and then they'll take care of you. No, they will not. No, this is like the that, this is the entire point of the franchise tag. They're not going to take care of him. In fact, next year they could do the same thing to him. Well, yeah, and in fact, you know, for those that are saying, "Hey, they'll take care of you. Just go do your job." They would have already taken care of him. It's literally what happened last year. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. Uh he had one year left on, on his deal. He went he went out and said, "Okay, um, you're not going to pick it up. I'm going to I'm going to make you do it by having an unbelievable season, both on and off the field and, you know, being great in the locker room and being great on the field. He led the league in rushing, was healthy, was an unbelievable contributor, just did everything he was asked to do. And he still wasn't, quote unquote, taken care of because that's just not how this organization sees paying running backs and how most of the yeah. NFL sees paying running backs. So that that's not how it works. Don't say, hey, just go do your job and you'll get rewarded. No, you won't. That That's that's silly. Um, you know, uh, another man's opportunity, um, in terms of Zamir white, uh, it's interesting. I was thinking about this, uh, about Zamir white and that, you know, obviously you have to see what he has in preseason. I think they all think Josh Jacobs will eventually show up and come in. So they're probably got that in the back of their minds. But if you have any reason to believe he would make this a long, uh, uh, time where he would not come in, um, and maybe go into the season. I guess how much can you really see of Zamir White in the preseason, given he'd be the next guy up and you don't want to hurt him? I mean, isn't that kind of a precarious situation where you have to see him? He didn't get many carries at all last year. You have to see if he can do the job. But until Josh Jacobs comes in, it's interesting to me about how much work he would get in the preseason, given he might be the guy here. Yeah, I I think you would get more than a typical number one running back would get. Um, just because, you know, he didn't get that kind of action last year. And, you know, we thought he was going to get a lot more, uh, a lot more run in, in his rookie season. Uh, we thought he might even be close to, you know, not quite splitting times but being a very regular contributor last year. And he wasn't just because Josh Jacobs was so good and so dependable and so reliable. And it was tough to get him off the field. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of wear and tear, uh, on Zamir White, but there's also not a whole lot of experience. So I think they're going to want to get him out there in terms of, you know, pass pro and and learning some of the passing game stuff, uh, which is such an important part that is very rarely talked about for young running backs. Like, that's what they need to get him out there for. But I don't think he's going to get a ton of time in the preseason for what you said. He might end up being the number one guy. You don't want to get him hurt. Um, right. And you do have a, you know, a stable of younger running backs out there. And, you know, Britton Brown is included and, and McCormick and a couple of other guys that um, you do probably want to see a little bit out of, and I think that they're going to get the lion's share of the carries potentially in the preseason. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think if, if it does come down to it, uh, Zamir white is a guy that I think that they have a lot of belief in. They have, they have a lot of uh, hopes for, uh, for the future. It's part of why they weren't panicking on getting a deal done with Josh Jacobs. Um, so I think that they believe in him and what he can do. And and look, the, the fact that he's on the roster and the fact that Britton Brown is on the roster, uh, takes us back to last year in the preseason. And, you know, the talk we were having about Josh Jacobs is, hey, they don't want to pay him long-term. This is not a guy that they believe is going to be around. Uh, they think they're going to probably move on from him after the season. They didn't pick up his option. They they played him in the first preseason game last year, the Hall of Fame game. So um, all signs last year pointed to them not wanting to keep him around. I think it's very clear that Josh Jacobs was so unbelievable last year. Uh, like I said, both on and off the field as a locker room presence, that 
they got backed into this corner where they had to try to keep him around, even though that wasn't part of the plan. And so um, that goes back to the, hey, if you just do your job and you're great, they'll take care of you. Well, right. they'll right. at least consider taking care of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're going to because, the, you know, he forced their hand on this, uh, but this is not something they ever wanted to consider. No, not at all. Um, so we'll see what Josh Jacobs does. I think we're both in agreement. We're not going to see him for a while at training camp. I agree with you. Maybe before the last preseason game or afterwards, because there is those two weeks that he can come in, get some run and practice and be ready to go. He said, um, I saw him on a TV interview the other night saying he's, you know, it's the first off season where he didn't have, you know, some kind of surgery or some kind of um, injury that he felt as well as he's felt, you know, felt in a long time. So maybe that helps him uh, not coming in early and coming in, you know, when he wants to and being healthy. Um, speaking of being healthy or not, uh, what are your I, I don't I don't think we see Jimmy G on the first day. And here's where my stance is on that. We'll probably ask Josh McDaniels this about Jimmy G. And my guess is his answer would be we're not concerned. I always think every time says someone says they're not concerned, they're really concerned. Um, and I just think if we don't see him on Wednesday, um, that's a fair, you know, it's going to be a fair question to ask, like, you know, how, how healthy is this guy going to be? Yeah, I think we might. I mean, I, look, I don't think he's going to do a whole lot necessarily. And I'm not, you know, I don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to be out there, but uh, I think we might see him out there doing at least some things. Like he is still recovering. We know that um, he's not going to be at a hundred percent. But, you know, could he be on the field, you know, walking through some things? Potentially, I think that's possible. We did see him um, in a, a quick video that was on social media kind of walking around. He looked all right, uh, which is a far cry from, you know, last time we saw him, he was rolling around on that scooter uh, through through the team facility. So um, I, I think he's at least made a lot of progress. Uh, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I don't think it's a guarantee he's going to be out there like you, like you're referencing. Um, all eyes will be on him to see where he's at for sure. Uh, and I do think you know, as a quarterback, it's not going out on a limb to say, hey, you need to be out there just to, you know, to develop timing, develop chemistry, uh, run through some routes with some guys, know how, you know, this guy likes to run this get route and this guy likes to run this route. And yes, he's familiar with the system from his time, but he is changing back a lot of the, a lot of the verbiage and a lot of, a lot of that stuff, uh, a lot of the way that you communicate things uh, from this system. He's, he's relearning it uh, because he's been out of it for a while. So, uh, there are a lot of reasons he needs to be out there, but he can do a lot of that stuff just in the facility with the guys. Um, you can't get all the throwing in and uh, calling plays and that sort of thing, but there's a lot of stuff you can do. I, I think he's going to be out there, you know, pretty soon if he's not out there Wednesday. Um, but I do think it's a concern. It's a, it's a lingering issue. It's, it's something that he's had to deal with. And by the way, uh, you know, this, this is not a guy who, even if he is fully healthy going into training camp, has had a whole lot of seasons where he didn't go through something. So um He's only had point, one season where he played every game. Yeah. At some point they're probably gonna have to deal with him not being out there. Uh but I you know I I do think there's been a lot of positive messaging coming out about his recovery. Uh, but it is still a process that he's going through for sure. Vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. Is there any position in your mind that has to prove itself more than linebacker? They've got Diablo, Spillane, Masters, and people like that, Butler. 
um, Bernie, people like that. But to me, when I look at these positions on this team, um, I think that one position really has to prove itself. I don't know. And we're, you know, I guess it's unfair to say on paper um, about how good a position is or isn't position, even though the obvious ones like Jacobs and who's proven himself, I think wide receiver with Devante and and people like that. Um, But I just keep going back to uh, linebacker, which is an important position on their defense. And I I think they have a lot to prove. Yeah. I mean, I think unfortunately for them, uh, the other one would be secondary, which is right behind it and kind of, you know, somewhat related to it. So, um, you know, if you have a, a reliable secondary that, you know, is going to be very good, you can cover up some of that, uh, some of the issues in linebacking core. And um, obviously being as good as they are up front in some spots uh, could help cover up the linebacker core a little bit. But I think, I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of guys uh, who are going to be asked to take on bigger roles than they have in the past in other organizations and uh, are going to have to try to live up to that. Um, there's a lot of guys that, you know, just are are expected to take big leaps after, you know, strong-ish rookie season. So, I mean, there, right. there is a lot to prove from a lot of those guys for sure. Um, and I think the same goes behind them in the secondary with, you know, Trayvon Merrick, who ins- insists he's having, you know, a much better offseason and is ready to, to bounce back after a disappointing year two. And Nate Hobbs, who had so many injury concerns last year and uh, was was, you know, in such a tough spot in terms of, trying to just be out on the field and play through some things. And um, behind them, there's a whole a whole lot of other unknowns as well. Uh, so I, I think those are the two areas uh, where you're going to have a lot to prove. And um, I guess, you know, all, all positions are kind of related, but, you know, for, for the Raiders, everything away from the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball is kind of a question mark. Uh, are we not giving enough attention to uh, Austin Hooper because so many people are excited about Michael Mayer? Um, I mean, he's, he's a good player. I, I think he's a guy that, you know, not a lot of people talk about when you talk about what the Raiders did this off season. Um, but yeah, he's probably, I would imagine going to be the starter out of the gates and right. the guy who, you know, played, played well, uh, throughout his, his career. He's just been a good quality tight end, uh, you know, pretty good teammate. So, um, I, I think it's, you know, it's a name that, people kind of forget about a little bit. I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, a lot of people, especially around the league are going to watch maybe uh well, I don't know if he'll play the preseason, but you, you turn on week one and you're like, Oh, they have Austin Hooper. That's, that's a good, that's a good addition. I think he's going to be kind of under the radar in that regard. Um, I'll tell you, even though he will, again, I'm, I'm, I'm we're predicting here, but I think if, right, if you're saying he's going to be the starter, you're going right. to starter, which I think he is um, as somebody who's a big time fantasy player, Michael Mayer is getting drafted fairly high and Austin Hooper is not at all, uh, which is, you know, fairly interesting because you're, you're doing that a potential that at some point later in the year, um, he's going to take over that role in a more full-time capacity. And, um, you know, we'll see how that kind of develops, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's certainly a, an addition that's going to be important for the team, but not one that made a huge splash. So I think in, in that sense uh, being overlooked is probably pretty fair. Uh, anything else you're looking for in camp when we're out there on Tuesday and Wednesday? Um, we've kind of gone over some main topics here, but any underlying uh, uh, storylines that you think might be interesting for the fans to watch? Yeah, I mean, there's so much talk from us and from from national people, too. I mean, Josh Jacobs, obviously, is the biggest topic. And then will Jimmy Garoppolo be healthy? How healthy is Tyree Wilson? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of us have kind of you know let that slip and forgot kind about forget, a little bit. I, I don't want to say forgotten about him, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean he's. I think there's a huge question of 
how healthy he's going to be this season in general. And so um, that's a guy you want to see how he looks if he if he is out there um, on on Tuesday or Wednesday. And you know how how is he performing? Um, how is he moving around the field? You know, you're not going to get a whole lot of sense of you know how good he is necessarily, but just how's he moving? How's he you know how's he look as he moves around from one spot to another? Is he having trouble maybe doing back to back practices at some point? Um, because of the injury, or is he, or is he just healthy? Um, I think those are all fair questions. Remember, like it kind of flew under the radar again, but you know we've we've moved on from the draft. But you know the day of the draft, there was a report out there that Tyree Wilson might fall all the way, even potentially out of the first round, because there's teams that don't believe he'll ever be healthy. Um, now again, that's just a report, and he did slide down a little bit, and the Raiders took advantage of that and were able to draft him, but. That report is out there that there are teams that believed that he will never be healthy in the NFL. Um, and I know that he's disputed that and the Raiders have disputed that, but um, it was something that was kind of floating out there around him. So um, we we will see how he looks uh, through this training camp. I think that's a, a guy that I'm going to have a lot of eyes on for sure. Last, uh, I want to ask you, Vinny Bonsignori, our colleague, tweeted this morning that it might be inevitable that Marcus Peters uh, becomes a Raider. How much would help that secondary that you talked about earlier in terms of trying to bring someone like that in and solidify it? I mean, I think I, I think quite a bit. Um, you know, he's he's obviously a guy that has a lot of experience on some really really good defenses, and I think that's important to kind of bring in um, that that confidence and that attitude of you know this is how you play and this is how you play at a high level and this is the standard that you have to hold. And I think maybe more importantly for the Raiders, what they would look at is the fact that he is a guy that makes plays on the ball. He creates turnovers. He gets, um, you know, he gets you the ball back for your offense. And that is something that's been severely lacking for the Raiders and something that would very much help a lot of, you know, any question marks they have on offense. So uh, those would be big factors. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily get it from the, you know, you're bringing in a veteran player here. Um, That's the kind of move you make usually if you're like, oh, we're a fringe wildcard team. This could make us a contender. Yeah, you're close. You're close. Yeah. And I, I just don't know that that's the position the Raiders are in, but I also don't think there's necessarily a problem with, you know, acquiring good players that are going to help you and, you know, giving, even if you don't think you're you're going to be that good or you're not, you know, you're not really considered that good. Well, it's your job to try to be as good as you can. So um, I, I don't fault them at all for identifying an area of need and going out and trying to take care of it. Any dreams you want to discuss? I don't really have dreams. I mean, I, I I'm sure I do. No dream. I I'm sure I do. I just don't really remember them usually. Oh boy, I remember everything. Is that a bad sign? I don't know if that's a good sign or bad sign. I just wake up and I know exactly what I dreamt about. I dogs and cafeterias. I see dead people. Oh no! <laughs> and me apparently. Very <laughs> dead. No, you know people I've known in the past. I they they come to me in dreams and talk to me. About what? I uh, just about life and you know things that's the things that are going on and happening. Um, I'm I, I'm that H- Haley Joel Osment kid. I see dead people. Remember that kid? Yeah, the, you you need to address either what you're eating before bed or what you're doing before bed or something. <laughs> Do you, not, I dream every night. Wow. I dream every God. night. Do you ever yes. die in a dream? Yeah. It's a, it's a, oh, I have not died yet. I have not okay. died yet. And I have not come close to someone trying to bring me to the, you know, the, the next dimension. I've not seen, I've not seen the bright light just yet. Sweet. Are you a, are you a ghost guy too? You mean, do I believe in ghosts? 
Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I do. I, I. I do believe there's something out there. Now I'm talking to someone who doesn't believe in anything. No, um, I don't. Well, so I, we're on the exact opposite. I'll say this. I'm out at a Mountain West Media Day the last two days, and um, there were some media folks who were telling me that they do believe in ghosts, and I was kind of making fun of them. So then I was talking to a player uh, from the UNLV football team, and I was like, can you believe this person believes in ghosts? And he was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I, think the, yeah, I, think there's something, I think there's something out there. I do think there's something out there. I got to be honest with you. I think, uh, well, I think it, it exists. Something out there usually refers to like aliens. I probably believe in them too. I, I mean, believe I in think there's, there's probably there's something somewhere. Do you think there's yeah, life probably, on other planets? Just uh, maybe not planets, but maybe other universes or solar systems or something. But um, yeah, I think that's that's possible. But ghosts are just not. That's not a thing. Speaking of ghosts, who in the world gave UNLV a first place vote in that poll? <laughs> That should have been your investigative reporting in the last two days, finding out who gave a first place vote to the rebels. Well, Ed, my last 24 hours have been spent trying to figure out who did it. And for those who don't who don't know what he's talking about, the Mountain West media poll came out yesterday for football. UNLV was picked to finish ninth, but they did have one first place vote in that poll. Um, I have been on the phones. I've been texting. I'm trying to figure out everybody who had a vote. I've spoken to at least 20 of the people that had votes of the 38 that turned in a vote. And uh, I will unveil to you here that I do now know who voted UNLV number one in the poll. I will be contacting that person today, and I plan to try to write a column if they'll talk to me for Sunday about why they did it. Okay, I I'm not going to throw the person under the bus. Um, and if they talk to you, great. I'll read your column. But I think I know who it is. Um, Wait, I think, what? I think I think I know who it is. Did I, somebody I, tell you? No, no one told me. I'm just I'm I'm going on experience of people who love UNLV. And, I don't uh, think you know. Well, then, is it a per, uh, maybe you can tell me left or you tell me right or uh, not? Is it local? Uh, kind of. Oh well, then if it's just kind of, I probably don't know. I'm. I'm no, guessing, I don't think you, I don't think you know. I, 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 there was a lot of guesses. Person. Yeah, there was a lot of guesses, um, and none of them were right. It, it, the person, when I did finally find out, is pretty. It's it was pretty surprising to me. Have you approached them, or they have have they admitted it, or you have not approached them yet? No, I know, I know for sure uh, who who it is. But I right, right, right. I'm but have not, you approached them yet? No, that's my plan for today. That's, uh, that's as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm reaching out. Oh, that'll be interesting. That will be yeah. very interesting to see if. Uh, if that person uh, allows you to write about it. Well, I mean, look, they voted for him. You might as well say your reasons, I, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. voted for um, when I was in the top 25 basketball poll one year. I was uh, the only person in the country to vote Gonzaga number one one week. And I got, I think, 6,000 emails from Indiana fans um, and Kentucky fans uh, the next day <laughs> calling me every name in the book for being a complete idiot. Um, well, to do I agree that. with so, them. I mean, I just don't know. You agree with the number one vote for UNLV? No, I agree with the people that called you an idiot. Oh, all right. Well, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. All right. I hope you get that person. I hope uh, I'd be enjoyed. Enjoy to read that column on their on their reasoning behind uh, by picking UNLV number one for a team pick ninth in the uh, Mountain West Conference. 
Um, UNLV, Barry Odom, have anything interesting to say? Uh, Barry Odom will be coming up in about an hour. Oh, he's coming. Are you out there right now? Um, I'm getting in, I'm in the car, getting ready to drive over there. But uh, yeah, um, uh, yesterday was players and quarterback right. Doug, Brumf- Doug Brumfield. Brumfield is he's a great, great kid. I talked to him yep. for uh, looking at my recording time, 41 minutes. Yeah, he's uh, a great so kid. Doug Brumfield, he's he's great, great kid and uh, leader of the go go offense. Uh, this year, who knows? They might surprise everybody. They've got a schedule kind of set up to uh, a hint with that six win and, and bowl season. And that's, I think what Barry Odom says, uh, says they can do. So we'll have to see about that. And we'll look forward to your column on Sunday. I hope, uh, I hope it's about the person who voted the number one. I'd love to know their reasoning. Um, that's going to do it for our latest edition on Sportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, ST and Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation three times a week. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you from training camp next week. We're about to get underway. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.